and then I thought, you know what, I like this career. Let's let's give it a go. I always wanted to do something where it was internally rewarding as well as externally rewarding. Yeah, I say that saying a lot. Prevention is better than cure. I'm more, of a, I'm more like a spontaneous guy, so when an opportunity rises, I take it. So I was like, safe. I'm I'm gone. Just net trying to network as much as possible, and then few people replied, and then that's it. No matter what we do in the clinic, whether it's acupuncture, whether, whether it's electrical stimulation, whether it's deep tissue massage, whether it's spinal manipulation, cracking, always do your homework. So always do the strengthening exercises, always do your stretches, always look after your health, the diet, nutrition, to make sure you get permanent effects. This is gonna get sticky now, isn't it? <laughs>my guest today is a physiotherapist from london he is the ceo of sky therapy rehab where he has a range of clientele including athletes and celebrities welcome harvey msc (laughs) (laughs) how are you doing i'm good brother how are you yeah i'm not bad not bad um what i like to do at the beginning of each podcast is basically just take a trip down memory lane and um what what were you like as a kid? What was your upbringing like? Um, I say from London, so I'm guessing there was like multicultural sort of yeah. uh, upbringing. Just talk to us about yeah. that. So I was born in Hounslow, um, West Middlesex Hospital, to be mm-hmm. precise. Um, yeah, I grew up in Hounslow, uh, went to school here, um, had quite a diverse culture around me. So it wasn't just straight like Indians, it was Indians, whites, blacks, everything like um, and yeah, I had one brother, one sister, both 11 and 12 years older than me. And I lived in my parents' house, like literally down the road. I'm in my clinic now. So literally five minute walk from my clinic. I lived, yeah, I lived there. So you were the baby of the family? Yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah, you, could you feel that you were getting uh, uh, molly cuddled as a kid? No, you know what? My sister, my sister, yeah. My sister used to like do that like look after me like as a like as a little one when I was younger but yeah nah I wouldn't say I was a sport though yeah because <laughs> you know it's the young it's the younger ones that are spoiled in it yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah um when did you sort of like uh get into physiotherapy like is that uh, as we were saying before like the MSC stands for your master's in it but is that something that you yeah have thought of like as a as a kid or was it only when you were starting to do like your GCSEs for example to get into it Nah, so like it's crazy for me because since I was like 10 11 I wanted to be a physio okay so I, I yeah so I kind of just went with it I was like look I want to be a physio there's no way I'm going to be an athlete like you know what I mean there's no way I'm going to be a footballer I like sport I enjoy helping people um I used to see my uncles get physio I used to see physios here and there. I used to get quite injured. Not quite injured, but I used to get a few injuries when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, you know what? I like this career. Let's let's give it a go. And then, yeah. So is that how you sort of like your first introduction? Because as a 10, 11 year old, like people don't think of a physio, do you know what I mean? So is it because you were going to physios and you see your uncles and stuff go to physios? Is that how like you first got introduced into it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, I didn't see a video when I was that, that that young, but yeah, I saw my uncles, um, 
going to physios, yeah. And then I was like, boy, I, I want to do this. That's wicked. That's wicked. Plus, you're helping people as well, which is always Hello? like a, a dope thing. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's um, that's one of the main things that, that yeah that's one that's one of the main things. So like, I always wanted to do something where it was internally rewarding as well as externally rewarding, internally rewarding as well. Um, and I thought, what can I do? Because I didn't want to like, I wanted to be sort of active when when I'm doing a job. So yeah. I was like, this is right for me. Let me just go with this. Yeah, 100%. 100%. You didn't want to like be uh, sitting behind a desk or anything. You want to actually like be hands-on. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, yeah. And then it's, how do you like... Sometimes how... I feel like I've got ants in my pants, innit? So <laughs> <laughs> I can't sit for too long, man. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. How do you sort of like um, start getting from like the thought of being a physio to actually like start pursuing it? Obviously you've done uh, an undergrad degree and a master's degree but even before that do you have to in the UK obviously um, we've got GCSEs like did you have to tailor your GCSEs and your A-levels towards it like how early on do you have to start planning that career path? Um, so yeah from from GCSE you have to start tailoring it so I had to do uh, biology and uh, physical education for my GCSE where I didn't know if I was going to pass the physical education one because that was a bit crazy. Um, like, but I ended up passing that. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, uh, from A-level, um, biology, uh, physical education, again, PE for those that, um, for the layman's term. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then I had to do another, G- a couple other GCSEs, but those were the, no, a couple other A-levels, but those two were the main ones, biology and uh, physical education or sports science did you do like um because obviously now you've got like your own um like rehab center did you did you do stuff like business as well as a as a sort of like backup sort of cover all bases or uh no 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 I didn't do that I didn't do that as a backup I luckily for me I had a lot of uh people that were older than me who are still having their own business and I aspire to them yeah. So that kind of gave me an inkling of, okay, that's what I want to do. I want to have my own business. Um, but yeah, I didn't do any like business studies or anything like that. Yeah. As yeah. I feel like with most up on it, to be fair, they can relate to that because you're just surrounded by it all the time and so you just naturally yeah. sort of gravitate towards that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Don't> yeah. <you. laughs> take the good points. You take the good points, you take the bad points and then you just take like, you know what? You just like create your own thing, to be honest. Yeah, like, yeah, you create yeah. your own strategy. Take what works and then just discard what yeah, doesn't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then where did you go to where did you go to uni and what was that like? Is it a specific like physio physiotherapy degree that you that you so did? So I went to um what happened is um I done my undergraduate in uh University of Birmingham. Right. Yeah, undergraduate in University of Birmingham. So it was sports science. I've done that for three years. That was good, that was good. I lived out um, and then I came back to London straight away, like no gap year. I did my master's in Brunel University in physiotherapy and then there I lived at home. Oh, so Birmingham is quite like uh, yeah. multicultural as well. So like was there a lot of up and air and stuff that you were hanging around with in Birmingham or? Nah, to be fair, I, yeah, yeah. In Birmingham, yeah, a lot of up and air. But to be fair, I was in University of Birmingham, so... It was a lot of um, a mix. It was a lot of white people. Um, but then I had 
a lot of friends that went to Aston and to went to Birmingham City. Yeah. So then it was like I was back at home again. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Aston's <laughs> yeah, the one that I, I was thinking of. I got to, I got to, I got to, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, sorry, I, it was good though, man. I enjoyed it. Sorry, I think there's a slight delay. That's probably why I'm I'm uh, speaking over you. So I, I apologize for that. I'm not I'm not trying to be rude. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. I think it's the same on my side as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now that was good as well because a lot of my friends went to Aston like from home back home. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the time I was there as well. But yeah, it was very good time, Birmingham. Yeah, very good time. Um, and then like so, how straight after your masters did you get like um experience uh, uh like another physiotherapy or did you just set up your your own shop straight away? No, no, no. So after my masters, I was working with a private company. Uh, I'm not going to say their name because I'll tell you why later. But I was working for a private non- a company um, for a while. Um, very good, like a very good job. We literally um, seeing clients, assessing them, treating them, etc. Um, but then after a year or even before a year, I got the opportunity to go to because I was building my own clientele as well mm-hmm. um uh so yeah so what was I gonna say yeah I was building my own clientele but then I was working for a private company and then I got the this was straight after my master's and then I got the opportunity to go to Vegas with um with KSI for the fight and then um they weren't letting me leave in it because it was short notice in it Oh, oh no. boy, it's gonna get sticky now, isn't it? Because <laughs> he told me, like, I think he told me a, a couple of weeks' notice, isn't it? But I was like, of course, I'm gonna take that opportunity to be fair. And then I was like, then I asked them, they were like, nah, you can't take it. I was like, safe, I'm I'm gone. Yeah, that's me out, boy. And then after that, I was like, you know what, it makes sense for me just to be self employed then. And then I was self employed, I was working from my home. So I had a little setup at my home, like, mm-hmm. um, and then I was also doing home visits. And then the opportunity rose, like, um, the shop was available. I was looking for a shop for quite a while, and then it, it came about, and I just took the opportunity and I just started started my own clinic from there. That's good. To be fair, I I am I imagine in like the um the sort of industry. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like, um, lo- client loyalty is probably a big thing. So did you end up? not like stealing intentionally like uh, your previous like um, employers, like clients, but people who just gravitate towards you specifically, did, did they end up just following no, you over? Now, to be fair, I did, none of the clients that, um, none of the clients from my work when I used to work for a company, I, yeah. I didn't take any of them. I built my oh, own. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah, I built my own relationships and networks on my own. I didn't really take any of them, to be fair. Oh, fair Because I, I, yeah, because... I didn't want any problems in the long run, so I thought, you know what, let me just do my own thing. Yeah. I mean, create my own lane, and then, yeah, so I didn't really take any of them. Um, and as, as, as like, but you although, can probably... Although, although, I know for a fact, yeah, I know for a fact that when I left there, they were asking every single video, where's Harvey gone? Where's Harvey gone? <laughs> <laughs> Setting up your own thing, you don't need a company anymore, fam. <laughs> um. 
and as you were saying, like as you can probably see on your social media and stuff, you do have like a wide range of wide range of clients. It's uh, you've got like um athletes in there, you've got professional people, you've got um celebrities or influencers that or whatever you want to call them. Um, yeah. How do you like? How did you sort of start getting that network? Um, like just putting myself out there, using social media to the best of my ability, sending sending direct messages to clients, uh, sending emails to people. Um, and then it's just basically just net, trying to network as much as possible. And then a few people replied and then that's it. And you just get a snowball effect of just, yeah, you just need momentum effect. in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so like, I want to ask a few questions, like sort of really, I don't know if you could say these are technical, but it's just things that I, I, I have, like, I'm interested in to find out. So as you were saying, like you, you, you have like um, all sorts of clients of like black, white, uh, Asian, all of these things. Do you see similarities uh, from different ethnic backgrounds? So like say Apane have certain problems, um, black people have certain problems that are common between like ethnic backgrounds or is it more profession-based that their problems arise? Um, it's more profession-based their problems arise to be fair. Right. Um, so people with similar professions, so say for example, boxers, they come with similar issues. Um, office workers come with similar issues. Old people come with similar issues. Um, it's just, yeah, it, it, I wouldn't say it's like ethnicity based. It's like everyone that's part of one profession come with similar issues. Yeah, I yeah. think it's just the reason I ask is like, because like when you see like muscle groups and things, genetically, some people are more gifted in one area yeah, like yeah, yeah. a lot of up yeah. they have really big quads but really lacking like hamstrings and glutes whereas i think yeah, like black yeah. people are the opposite so i don't know if like that would cause many issues like most up and they have really bad backs you know and it's just a common yeah, thing yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know if that was like a, a sort of genetic thing from an ethnic background or if it was more because we're probably in shops lifting crates of beer yeah, all the time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, so what what kind of problems do say like boxers uh, commonly get I imagine a lot of shoulder problems yeah a lot of shoulder problems rotator cuff problems um, a lot of lower back problems from a lot of rotations mm-hmm. um, rotations as well um, hips are really really tight hips as well through rotations as well and calves calves as well because they're always on their toes yeah yeah, yeah. and wrist as well from from the impact yeah but what what do, like what do they end up having to do for like a wrist because a wrist is like a, a weird it's like yeah it's a weird one um so what they what they normally do for a wrist is obviously when you as soon as you start punching like when you punch and you sprained it mm-hmm. you have to obviously rest it for a few for a few days ice it let the inflammation settle down and then begin to start strengthening it up again so strengthening the wrist is a big factor in like um, helping increase the strength so to absorb the impact yeah. of, uh, when punching. And obviously preventive, preventative measures for that is just constantly strengthening your wrist, uh, making sure it's flexible, making sure it's strong, and making sure it's like um, mobile as well. Yeah, makes sense to be fair. I think a lot of the time you don't realise like the stuff that you should do until it goes wrong, innit? Yeah, 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 yeah. So like you do all the so like you bit, should be doing all the preventative stuff, but until it actually goes wrong, that's when you probably start. Yeah, I'd say that saying a lot, prevention better than cure. Because a lot of people only can't only do stuff when they're injured. But when they're not, or when they're better, they stop. 
and then you know what I mean? So it's it's like you have to incorporate it into your lifestyle as well, looking after your body, as well as just physiotherapy yourself. It's your physical uh, physical health and your well-being. Because um, that's really, really important. Physical health is good for your mental health. You know what I mean? So it all, all like interlinks as well. So the stuff in your physical health that I always recommend everyone to do is looking after their body, their sleep, their nutrition, um, their, their mental health as well. All these play a role in like, in just being proactive and looking after your body and just being focused as well. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, yeah, as you say, like they all link together. Like, if you do an exercise, it's probably a good outlet for your mental health and stress relief and things. So it's like all like yeah. interlinking. Yeah. Like, because I'm, I, I can't say like, um, I didn't do anything different because uh, like earlier this year, I, I had a bulging disc in my back, and okay. uh, I, that's when I started taking this stuff seriously. Do you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. my hip flexors were so so tight, and then I'm really? starting to stretch them out and stuff. Honestly. It, I, I was so like I wasn't very mobile whatsoever but I'm starting to work at it I have like a physiotherapist up here and yeah. um like uh, I, one of my mates owns a gym and they have a physio inside the gym and she, she did wonders to be fair and like was that's good man yeah and now yeah. you just gotta keep on top of it now you're gonna keep that's doing it stretches that's it yeah? hard yeah. in this lockdown man this second lockdown was like because it's only a month you're just thinking oh it's only a oh, month I, I just start what again year, uh, what year are you in uh we're in newcastle we're in tier three okay yeah same yeah thing. i think we're i think we're changing uh potentially today to tier two but it's it's unknown i think yous went from tier two to tier three whereas yeah, yeah. we're going from like tier three to two tier two potentially yeah. so let's okay. let's not jinx it yeah, <laughs> let's yeah, not jinx yeah. It. <laughs> i'm coming up to newcastle now <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, you, you, you were here yesterday as well weren't you yeah yeah i'll see yeah so yeah, one of my clients needed to see uh, one one specialist for something going on, um, and yeah, we just went went up there for a bit, um, and then we came back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that the first yeah. time you came to Newcastle? Or do you, have you came before? Nah, I've been, I've been I've been once. I've been once uh, on a night out. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what it's yeah, famous yeah. for. Yeah, <laughs> that Geordie Shore life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you've been you've been living in Newcastle all your life. Yeah, I was born like thirty seconds away from St James's Park, so oh, yeah, like there's a there's a hospital right next to James St James's Park called the RVI. It's like the biggest hospital in Newcastle, and that's where I was born. So, okay, yeah, okay. Straight your over. accent isn't that strong, though, is it? I can put it on. Like, obviously, we have shops over here and stuff. My my accent like goes probably a bit more extreme in the shop because it's in like yeah. a rougher area, but. Like, as I say, like, I've got uh, family down in Leicester and stuff and Nottingham, like, all my cousins yeah. are down there. So when I go down south, my, my nat- like, naturally, my accent just sort of adapts to who I'm speaking to. Okay. Uh, you know, yesterday, yeah, I went to, when I was in Newcastle, I went to, um, but let me show you something, hold on. <laughs> I went to Newcastle and you know the subway, you know the subway um, outside the uh, Newcastle train station? Yeah, yeah. So I bought a subway, yeah, and then I go, do you have any serviettes with it, yeah? They go, yeah, cool. <laughs> they start giving me this. I was like, what? <laughs> Wait, we don't I call them serviettes, bro. It's like a napkin or like a, you yeah, got a tissue. Yeah, I, then, I said, then, I, then I said napkin tissue. And then they go, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, <laughs> okay. I'm not even going to 
I'm not even argue with that, man. <laughs> nah, that, that's disclaimer. That is not all in Newcastle. That is that one subway. They probably just ran out of napkins. Yeah, we are civilized people up here. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're not like uh, we're not hooligans or anything. Well, some of us are, but not all of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, a few other things that I wanted to talk about uh, in terms of physio is that obviously you offer like uh, a range of services at Sky Therapy. Um, it's yeah. not just like um, it's not just like tissue massages, but it's also things like cupping. And yeah. could you explain what cupping is? Because obviously the only thing that I know is that Mr. Miyagi used it in Karate Kids. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? But like, what, what, is, uh, what's, what is cupping? So there's, there's various cupping. There's dry cupping, there's wet cupping. I, at Sky Therapy, uh, within, uh, at Sky Therapy do dry cupping, right? Mm-hmm. And essentially what's dry cupping doing is bringing the blood from the deepest layer of the skin to the superficial layer of the skin. Uh, so bringing them toxins up to that superficial layer of the skin, it's improving the blood flow, it's improving the circulation, the oxygen around the area. It helps with like the healing process and like reduces muscle tightness. Um, But within cupping, uh, within the cupping, you you need to uh, also do rehabilitation on top of that. Okay, what kind of rehabilitation? So like, say for example, someone's come with a shoulder issue, we do some cupping on the shoulder issue. The cupping will help ease the pain, It'll help release the tension, release the stiffness, but you need to rehab it yourself in order to gain them permanent effects. Oh, uh, so like to allow the blood to actually travel yeah. and do its natural thing. Yeah, exactly. How how does that work of just getting toxins out and like how does the good blood, quote unquote, stay inside and the bad blood with the toxins in like come to the top? So the so the toxins so the toxins essentially if you have loads of water they get flushed out by the kidneys. They get flushed out by the kidneys and yeah, so then the good blood would just stay in that area. Bad blood. That's why I also also make people have loads of water. There's very, very mixed evidence on cupping to be fair. So a lot of people say it does work. A lot of people say it doesn't work. So far in my clinic, I've been having very, very positive um, impacts like um, retention. So my patient's been coming back and saying, yo, we need to do that cupping again. That was amazing. I felt amazing after that. So, um, so then, yeah, we continue to do it and then they recover as well. But then there's also evidence that say, oh, it, it doesn't help. So I just go upon my, clini- uh, my clinical experience. So mm-hmm. if people are feeling better from the cupping, we do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Could, is, but could that be because of a placebo effect then, if the evidence isn't very strong? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, it can also be from the placebo effect. That's why I always um, stress the importance of no matter what we do in the clinic, whether it's acupuncture, whether, whether it's electrical stimulation, whether it's deep tissue massage, whether it's spinal manipulation, cracking, always do your homework. So always do the strengthening exercises, always do your stretches, always look after your health, your diet and nutrition to make sure you get permanent effects mm-hmm. know what i mean yeah yeah makes sense so do people like come where is that that might make a difference to um like a boxer that like they need the one percent extra but for like a layman they probably should work on the foundations more like not a yeah, layman, yeah, yeah. Like a normal person yeah yeah it all varies on individuals like my treatments are always very based on individuals that's mm. why that's why um, a lot of people ask me why don't i why didn't I go to a football club or why didn't I when I go work for a team? I like working for like I like working with a team. I like working with like 
team, uh, sporting, like football and rugby and stuff like that. But I also like working on a one-to-one with individuals so yeah. I can basically build a report with them. I understand their body more and we can tailor the treatment like exactly for them in yeah, order yeah. to enhance their recovery as fast as possible and as um, maximize it as much as possible as well. But it's probably like a, the the like it's not a one glove fits all sort of thing. It, it will be like everybody's body is different, so it's probably yeah, yeah, yeah. more effective, yeah, yeah. And like efficient that way. Do you know what I mean like as you yeah, say, exactly. you're going to like a boxer, and they're going to be completely different to a like a desk worker or something like that. So like yeah, exactly. you can tailor everything. Whereas like yeah. will work for the boxer won't work for the the desk. Yeah, worker. exactly. One of the most painful things that um it looks like on your Instagram is the thing with the blade. You know when you do oh, that? The Graston. The Graston. Yeah, the Graston. What, what is the crack with that? So that normally helps to like alleviate scar tissue. So say, for example, you've had an injury. So I've had a, let's say, shoulder injury, right? And over time, sometimes what happens is rather than the injury healing, um, rather than the injury healing correctly, it sometimes heals incorrectly. Like, so that's why when people get knots and like, um, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, when people get knots and stuff like that so then that that essentially helps just improve like the scar tissue like help like reduce adhesions and like reduce the scar tissue around the area but what does it look painful mate uh, when i see that <laughs> i i cringe a bit to be fair like i see videos and i'm just like nah that doesn't just the friction alone like obviously like it is oiled up and things but like in my mind it's just like oh uh, i don't know because it looks like a knife as well do you know what I mean it doesn't look like yeah. it's soft it looks yeah, quite yeah, like yeah. sharp so that for me just looks a bit painful. And as I say, like I, I've had like a bit of physio this this summer, and just like even like trigger points were painful enough for me. If you get a knife out, I'd probably run out of the room. Do you know? What I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's not it's not as painful as it looks. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, if people are coming back, then uh, unless they're like, what is it, sadomasochists or whatever? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, the the uh, they're coming back for a reason. Um, and then you also like mentioned there, like um you do like spinal cracks is that like basically like a chiropractic sort of things yeah so it's like it's joint it's joint adjustments adjustments. just basically releasing nitrogen bubbles within the joint is helping giving like a relief or pain yeah and then um acupuncture was the other one that you mentioned there Uh, my brother has asthma when he was like uh growing up he he used to get acupuncture a tiny bit um what what like even then, though, like the doctors were like, "Yeah, you can try it, and if it works, similar to what you were saying with the cupping, it's very much like if it works for you, then do it." But the science is like, "Is that is that correct?" Like with with like stuff like treating asthma, that's more like a uh, acupuncture treating asthma. That's more like a um, like a traditional Chinese um, route of acupuncture. My route of acupuncture is more like um, dry needling, so getting getting within the certain muscle areas and getting within certain trigger points uh in that sense right okay okay yeah. what do, so what what does that end up doing well acupuncture yeah so that yeah that so if you stimulate a muscle area what happens is it again improves the blood flow the circulation around the area and decreases the pain receptors as well helps a lot with pain the acupuncture oh, okay yeah. It's probably good for like uh, boxers then to so yeah, get yeah, punched yeah. and they don't feel it as much. But, you, but you'd be surprised um, with boxers, a lot of them don't like needles. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You see these I big, tough guys, like, yeah, yeah. you think like, that when, when the needle comes out, well, 
<laughs> what did um did your did your uh, brother get acupuncture for asthma? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was like one of them traditional Chinese shops. I think he went maybe two, two or three times. Um, I don't think he went too much afterwards. Um, he, a lot of the things that he had, like as a kid, he sort of just grew out of. Or, I'd, I'd, it's it's weird to say grew out of, but like he had eczema and asthma, and the older he got, like his eczema decreased and his asthma got better. Like he still has to have an yeah. inhaler, but just like uh, very occasionally. Like, but when he was younger, he had to have it like uh, all the okay. time. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure like if the the acupuncture was the one that actually worked. Uh, <laughs> this is a funny little tangent, but I remember, like, so we have Metro Centre in Newcastle, which is like a, yeah, yeah. like the big shopping centre. And there was the, the shop that he went to was like a little Chinese shop inside Metro Centre. He started getting yeah. his acupuncture, and this is how long ago it was ago. I went to go buy FIFA Street, the original FIFA Street. Oh, man. So oh, I man. came back and I was like, yo, I got FIFA Street. So yeah. that's probably saying how long ago it was. Yeah. Um, don't know why that memory just came into my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the last thing that you mentioned there, I, I assume you, uh, you you do more services, but the one that you mentioned that is quite intriguing is um, electrical stimulation. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you see, uh, like, fitness influences or, even, well, even Cristiano Ronaldo has that six-pack thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's not going to yeah. get you a six pack, though, is it? But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what, what, no what will it actually no do? Way, no way is that going to get you a six pack. Yeah. Not believe that, people, man. <laughs> Don't sell your soul for the peas, boy. Exactly. That's it. That's it. Um, but what? So obviously, it doesn't get you a six pack. But what does like electrical stimulation do? Not just on abs, but so, anyway. So, say for example, you got a weak muscle, or your muscles are not uh, firing and they're not stimulating. It essentially helps with that, just getting the muscles activated and getting them going, allowing them to contract properly. Yeah. That's what that essentially does, with the electrical so stimulation. Most of these just sound like it's basically different methods of allowing blood to enter the muscle and do its natural job. Yeah. Is that yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. But like if one yeah, method yeah. doesn't work for that person, then you can choose a different method. Yeah. Essentially, what, what all of this is doing is it's providing a window. All of these treatments provide a window for for a person to then go on and continue on with their rehabilitation and continue on strengthening their muscles. So they all provide a window for them to go home and do their stuff and then recover or prevent. That's right. what, is, that's what these, all these things actually do. Yeah, makes sense. Um, and as you mentioned before, the reason that you set up Sky Therapy um, is because you wanted to go to Vegas um, and... Uh, no, nah, I wouldn't say that the reason I set up Sky Therapy because I well, went left to the Vegas. previous job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I need to go to Vegas, and then after that, I set it up. Um, but that that was for um, KSI, which is uh, to to be fair, that is the first time that I seen you uh, online, like in his yeah. training camp and things like that. And um, yeah. I was like, yo, that up and I'm under like that. You know what I mean? Like he's doing this physio thing, but he's a he looks like up and and then um sort of like followed you from there what yeah. was that whole did you go for the entire training camp yeah, yeah, yeah i was there for six weeks we were there so we was in vegas um so we flew out from here um to vegas and then we trained in vegas for about four or five weeks so it was like half of his camp was done here half of was it half of it was in vegas so it was there for like four or five weeks and then from there we went to la for the fight Mm -hmm. and then from LA we went back after when we won we went back to Vegas for a bit 
because <laughs> yeah. he he trained with like uh, in the in the Mayweather um gym as well, didn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Trained, yeah, like no, it wasn't in the Mayweather gym. It was like it was a city athletic boxing club, but it was he trained like with like Jeff Mayweather, so, like and, Jeff Mayweather was helping with the um with the team. And I know you're a boxing fan as well, so like being around like uh like that sort of environment was probably quite cool. Yeah, it was good. It was a very good experience. Yeah, it was good. You learn a lot from... You learn a lot. I could, took a lot of learning points from it as well. Did they have, like, um, the physios that were in, like, like sort of the Vegas sort of camp? Did you get to learn and talk talk to them and stuff as well? Yeah, yeah. So I got to talk to a few, like, physical therapists over there. And they, they were cool. They were good as well. Yeah, it was, it was good to, like, pick some knowledge from them as well and add it to my arsenal as well. Yeah. Do you feel like um, the American and the British way of physiotherapy is approached differently or do you think it's quite similar? Uh, I think it has its similarities. It has its differences. Um, in terms of similarities, I feel like um, everyone's goal is to get someone to full function or recover from an injury or to prevent an injury. But I feel there is more, a lot more hands-on Right. A lot more hands-on, and here is a lot more, okay, you need to do your rehab, you need to do your exercises. Here I, is more active, there is more passive. I feel like is, is, uh, this is probably um, a bit of an un- unfair assumption to make, but is, is that because like, c- customer retention is probably bigger over there then because they're, they, they're doing everything themselves whereas you're like laying up the foundations for somebody to be able to do the, the things themselves it's more like education versus actually doing it for them is what i'm trying to ask mm, yeah uh, um potentially potentially but i don't know i didn't really look into it that much like yeah yeah, yeah i didn't look at it too, too deep <laughs> <like that. laughs> was was that uh was that fight the only one that you um worked with ksi on i know you still work with him now but is that like the first sort of introduction yeah that was the first yeah, yeah that was the first introduction that did you sort of like know the magnitude of the the sort of like uh, social media followings and all that they get yeah so when i was introduced to ksi i knew him but then i didn't know like i didn't know his previous background, so I didn't know the madness he done before that. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew sort of, I knew like he was a like, he was a FIFA YouTuber, but I didn't know like the wonders, like the numbers and stuff like that. I didn't know all of that stuff. Yeah, then, was, was it a bit of a when, shock? It was a yeah, it yeah, it was yeah, it was like raw. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then you know when you get to meet like when you get to meet these kind of people, they're just like normal people. They're just like us. Like, yeah. they're normal people. I mean, um, and uh, I, well, I say recently, I think it was maybe a couple of months ago. Um, it was there was a video on the, you know, like the Desi Instagram pages, the Punjabi Instagram pages, like um, I'm just Desi, I think is the page that it was on. There was a video of you, uh, doing I, I, your physio. I, think I, I know what you're talking about. It was in UB1, UB2. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. you're doing your physio, and then they said the Musiala playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what is uh, what was um. KSI's like thoughts on Siddhu Musiala. They got a tune together now, innit? Piss off. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Yo, that's gonna get snipped. That's gonna get a, a snippet right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, nah. They got no tune. Um, but yeah, um uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, nah, he likes him, he likes him. 
Do you like? Did you play any like other Punjabi sort of music uh, to to like your non upper clients and like did they vibe to it? No, uh, no. What happened was we was we was it was a playlist on YouTube like it was just normal tunes and then that song just came out out of nowhere. Uh, okay. I think it was a forty-seven song and then I was like, "What do you think?" And he's like, "No, it's, it's quite it's quite good." Yeah, fair play, fair play. Mm. Um, yeah. <clears throat> uh, do. You, you got in, did you get introduced to KSI through um Vidal because you you um have it seems like you've been working with him a lot longer than KSI because you seem like a lot tighter. Yeah, so uh, Vidal yeah, Vidal introduced me to KSI. I was like I've been physio Vidal for like over two and a half years now, I believe. Yeah, and then KSI needed a new physio for his uh Vegas camp and then he tried me out for like 10, 10 15 minutes and then was like yeah oh that's great that's sweet because you, you still work with like Vidal yeah. quite closely i've seen that like um uh on your insta you've got head scientist is it real which is like his uh his sort of brand yeah real athletics real athletics yeah yeah yeah, yeah. how does that, that work so basically does that just mean that you're his physio for all of his upcoming boxing events for sorry does that does that like yeah in so in your insta it says um head sports scientist at Real Athletics. So does that yeah, just mean yeah. that you're doing all of his physio for his future um, boxing? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm Vidal's physio. But yeah, like uh, sports science, he's got another brand. He'll like he, he'll probably tell you about this more. But yeah, he's got his own brand, Real Athletics. And I'm like, I'm the head sports scientist of that. But all of that's going to be revealed in the future. I can't really talk too much about that. Okay. Yeah, we'll wait. Wait for that. Isn't it? We're just gonna look at, <laughs> wait, and see what happens there. Um, and then because you like boxing, I thought, and you work with boxers closely and things, I thought we sh- we could potentially end on a few boxing related questions. Um, so yeah. I had Ender Bassi on, who's a boxer from London, yeah. uh, a few weeks ago. We basically yeah. went through some of the the divisions that I think are the most exciting at the moment. Um, so like middleweight division, like this weekend, Canelo is going to fight against Callum Smith, but there's also like Billy Joe Saunders and uh, Triple G in the background. Who do you think is the, the king of the hill and which matchup do you think uh, is going to be the most exciting? I want to see Canelo versus Billy Joe Saunders. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's the fight I want to see. Canelo, uh, Billy Joe Saunders, I think he beats Canelo. Yeah? Yeah, 100%. Uh, that's the one that I want to see as well, because I feel like Billy Joe performs when he needs to if that makes sense like he looks boring in the fights where he knows he's going to win whereas yeah, yeah. if he, if he's up there against someone he's like uh like at his level or above his level he'll probably like turn it up himself yeah, he rises up to the occasion yeah and um, the other like um quite interesting one at the moment is the lightweight division because you've got Lomachenko who got beaten by Tiafoma Lopez but you've got yeah, like yeah. Tank Ryan Garcia and uh, Devin Haney who, who do you think's like yeah that, that's a good division man they're all looking good all of them are looking good. Um, I really like Tank. I really like Tank. Ryan Garcia is really good. I want to see. Um, I want to see. I want to see the rematch between Lomachenko and Tiafimo. To be fair, mm-hmm. I want to see because I don't know that was that Tiafimo proper did it to him, man. Yeah. But, um, but all these right up and coming Ryan Garcia, really, really good. But I don't think. I don't think David. I don't think Tank can. I don't think Tank's on the same level as Tia Fimo or Lomachenko yet. I think he needs a couple a couple more fights. This couple is the thing fights. with that division, is like they they've all 
they're all promising and they all look good, but none of them have fought each other except for Loma and Lopez. Like yeah. all of them haven't fought each other yet. And there is five yeah, yeah. of them there. There's, there's enough fights to go around, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they just need to start getting And they're like, I, I said in the, in the Rossi podcast, my favorite out of that sort of crop is Devin Haney. I yeah, just feel yeah, like yeah. I feel like he eventually will end up on top. So yeah, hopefully, good, yeah, because he looks like a mini Mayweather, isn't it? Like a new sort of he's got the Philly shell going and all that as yeah. well. But um, the most important, the biggest, and that's why it's the last, is uh, the heavyweight division. Um, obviously, the fight to be made after this weekend's knockout of um, Pulev is yeah. uh, Fury Joshua. So, yeah, what what are your thoughts on that? I don't know the way Joshua 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 didn't really say his name in it. In the remember yeah. when he got asked and he didn't say his name. But if they do fight, it'd be a really really good fight. But I think Fury gets it. Fury gets it, man. Yeah, I think on recent form, I I would I don't actually want to see Joshua fight Fury next. Although like it is the fight to be made. I feel yeah. like if he fought um, Usyk, he'd probably get yeah. like more experience of the sort of yeah. boxing IQ because Usyk's a, yeah. Usyk's a quite light. On no, but, the, but, the, but, but the thing is, if he fights Usyk, yeah, he's not going to get as much money, right? Mm. But he's, it, it, there's, a, there's a risk of fighting Usyk because Usyk is sick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Say, for example, he loses to Usyk. But however, if he fights Fury, the money's bigger, and if he loses to Fury, he still gets that bag. You understand? Yeah, because so it's, it's a, better I, for him to fight. It's better for him to fight Fury and lose rather than fight Usyk and lose. But all in all, I like Joshua. Like I like his brand. I like his personality. I like the way he, he conducts himself and the way he's he's like a growth learner. So he's always trying to progressively um, enhance himself as well. So I like that about him. But I don't know if he's ready for Fury, man. Fury's a madman. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. To be fair, like if they fought next, I think Fury would would win. Although I do want Joshua to win because personally, yeah. I just like him a bit more. Um, yeah, yeah. And finally, what I like to do is just finish up on some deep questions. They always call quick fire questions, but I need to name them deep questions because they're they're a bit soul searching. They're, they're a bit deep. These questions, yeah. So no, that's okay with you. Um, the first one is: What are you most proud of? What am I most proud of? Say, um, just basically saying what I, what, what I was going to do when I'm older and pursuing it. Reaching your goals. I'm not listening to, huh? yeah, reaching my goals and not, not really listening to other people tell me what to do. Always had my own vision and tunneled it. Yeah, yeah, smashed it. Um, what are you most looking forward to? Loads of things, man. Like growing sky therapy, like that's what I'm looking forward to the most. Like growing my brand as much as possible. Because right now it's growing, but we still got loads and loads to go. Like the sky's the limit, isn't it? I know it's like <laughs> it's a bit of a like used term, but it's true, right? To be honest, the most like you don't know these days. Like anything can happen. I'm more of a, I'm more like a spontaneous guy so when an opportunity rises i take it so i'm looking forward to the future basically <laughs> yeah, definitely the sky's the limit for sky therapy <laughs> yeah Jeez. um what is your biggest motivation biggest motivation that's a good question trying to always better myself so i don't really look at my competitors too much i just try to stay in my own lane and always try to better myself 
and it's always the I always remain hungry. So after one goal, I always I'm always thinking, what's next? What's next? So always wanted to grow myself and be a better person within myself as well as my company, my brand, all the things going on around me. I think that's that's what my motivation is, and also like making my parents happy, making my family happy, making all the people around me happy as well. That's my motivation. Yeah, sick. What? Uh, so this is the second last one. Is what is your definition of success? Jeez. Um, my definition of success is being comfortable. So being comfortable and being happy. Does it have to be? Is it one word? No, no. You can say as much as you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah being com- being comfortable and happy. What well, uh, What do you mean by uh, comfortable? Like. So in terms of, in terms of your financial security, so you need to be financially secured, and you need to be happy at the same time because I don't believe, you know, I am. I believe that money is not everything, but you need money to survive. But you also need to be happy. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I feel like people are shy of like saying money is like a finance, like a financial incentive is like a. Is, is a bad thing they say but like it's it's not it's the world we're living right, in I mean. everyone needs money exactly, exactly. <laughs> everyone needs money in it. <laughs> that's the one and the last one is um how because it's a culture cast podcast how do you think your culture has affected you thus far my culture uh good really good really good like um we've obviously you know with Punjabis and up near they're very business minded mm-hmm. so they always like to do their own thing and and um, that really, really helped me. And also staying disciplined, having a household. Um, you know, I was like growing up in a, uh, uh, growing up in a Punjabi household, like always staying disciplined. You know what I mean? Yeah. That really helped a lot. Yeah, smashed it. Smashed it. Well, yeah. um, again, uh, thank you for your time. I know, I know like um, you, you just came back from London yesterday. I imagine you're busy today as well, but you, you, you carved out a good hour for us. So, um yeah. yeah i'll leave all of your links and things in the description and um i just look forward to seeing what's next for you all right sweet brother take care cheers man thanks for having me